Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from New York, Joey Nocho Prano. Hello, Andy. Happy Monday morning. Yeah, you're in a good mood. You're going to that Monday night football game tonight. I'm in a great mood. What a great day of football yesterday. I went out and saw our former guest of the show and dear friend, Pete Sestaro. That's not pizza star. Then the letter O Pete Sestaro went out and saw him in the Hamptons. We had a great weekend. Got a little surf ding in on empty Montauk. Oh, it was glorious. Just a Sunday fall. New York Hampton Sunday. Breezy, cool fall air blowing the leaves falling. The the football playing on the TV screen. I set Pete up with Sunday tickets so we could watch all the games. And then, of course, we wake up. No victory Monday this week for the Giants because they, they don't even play till tonight. Going down to MetLife. We'll be in the suite. We'll be with the we'll be with the royalty. Desperate this afternoon. Got about a two-hour window post-show uh this afternoon to try to find some white gear. I did not come prepared for the Giants whiteout game, but I have a couple hours here to try to find some white gear for the whiteout game. Kayvon Thibodeau playing finally. The Giants going for 3-0. and It's going to be a glorious day. I'm going to hit you I'm with something. I'm basically turning into Bill Walton this point. It's going to be a glorious day here in New York. Going to throw on a white starter jacket, throw down in this owner's suite. A quick... Over underrated, underrated fall. Under fall, underrated. Completely underrated. Fall, anybody that thinks falls overrated is insane. Especially, honestly, especially I one of the one of the great, you know, atrocities of our lifetime is climate change. But silver lining, warm falls, falls being pushed into winter almost. We're getting we're, we don't get snow now till January minimum. We have we have beautiful 70 degree September days, 70 degree October days here on the on the East Coast football. It's, it's beautiful F- uh, football playoff baseball. You got football, you got fire pits, you got grilling out, you got the nice weather change not just weather change the leaf change you know i mean it's it's i'm telling you fall that's that, that, some of the best holidays in fall right like you got halloween in fall thanksgiving in fall well it's technically columbus. winter but yeah i know what you're saying yeah columbus day in fall columbus day it's a great indig- italian holiday it's indigenous people's day joseph not where i'm from andy Antonio Anthony, Andy Ruther. How do we, I don't even know what Andrew is. 
in Italian. I don't either. Andruccio, I don't fucking know. Daniel Tosh used to have a great joke though about fall. One on one of his early specials, he said, uh, "People are always like, don't you miss the seasons?" I actually it wasn't fall; it was about seasons. He's like, "Don't you miss?" I don't know if you remember this joke. He's like, "They'd be like, oh, you live in LA, don't you miss the seasons?" And I think he does maybe mention fall. Like, you miss like fall and you miss all the seasons. He's like, "Yeah, uh, that's why I moved to a city that skips all the shitty ones." Yeah, yeah, exactly. But no, the fall really is great. And like yesterday, I had the game on. I could let the dog out in the backyard, watch him run around the yard while the game was on. I'm talking about the Packers Bucks late game, a defensive battle. We had a lot of defensive, a lot of games, way more low, lower scoring than yeah. we anticipated. Defenses are showing, man. Defenses are showing. This year is going to be wild with the Bills already losing. They were kind of the juggernaut the first two weeks. You have a wild game down in Miami. Tua was not fall in Miami yet. No. Hot as hell down there. Guys Tua, passing out on the field. Tua plays. Tua literally had like it's like an old cartoon. You know, you know when they die and like the ghost goes out of the body. Yeah. And the old school cartoons. That's what happened to Tua on the field. And the Dolphins said it's a back injury. One of the what, wildest I mean, spins know, I've ever seen. You you have a game like that in, in the AFC East. Everybody has given this division essentially given the conference a lot of people given the whole thing to the bills bills juggernaut the first two weeks the dolphins beat him at home in miami a game to remember for everyone but tua who will never remember that game or probably the th the two games he played earlier in the season i'm pretty sure his memory has been wiped but the nfl doesn't give a fuck don't don't you care can literally like at this point concussions don't mean anything like, are like what donald trump said about shooting somebody in the middle of fifth avenue you can have on video a dude fully like a dude fucking crip walking because he's been concussed a dude that is fucking he turned into <laughs> walt jr from fucking breaking bad he turned into fucking Timmy oh, Jr. from fucking South Park. He's just fucking, he's getting electroshock therapy. His legs give out. He gets just fucking snipered. He got fucking, he got Lee Harvey Oswald. He was walking, then he took a headshot down. And the NFL's like, it's fine. He pulled a hamstring. What? The Dolphins came back out and said it was a back injury. It, it yeah. is wild. Like, dude, we're all seeing this. He, the backbone's connected to the neck bone, the neck bone's connected to the head bone, the head bone's connected to the brain bone. It's all the fucking back. What are you guys talking about? One of the wildest spins I've ever seen. And we've discussed this. The NFL PR machine is on like any business that I know how they spin things. And the crazy part is the NFL PA wants an investigation, which will mean nothing. Right. Tua is playing. And that's the, the, the wildest part is not that just that he played. He's got a Thursday night game in Cincinnati, like a yeah. quick turnaround. Yeah. And he's going to play any, 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 look, he did what he had to do to win. Dolphins right. win.
Yeah. He played, he played well. He, no, has not, no, not- he has no recollection of it. And eventually he'll shoot himself in the chest with a shotgun after murdering his wife and children. But no big deal. They yeah. won the game. It's week three. They won, baby. They got that W undefeated first place. They won. It's when nuts, he, man. When he fucking when he goes full Steve McNair, kills a whole town, and then shoots himself in the chest so they can study his brain. No, no, no. Steve McNair was actually murdered. I know, I know. And the fucking what was it, Chris Benoit or whatever the WWE player yeah. and Junior Seau. Yeah, but they're all fucking. It's all CTE bonanza. It is wild. I mean, I mean, I know we're making light of a serious situation, but it's crazy that we all saw it. There's going to be no repercussions. No. Are they for real? I, I, and that's one of the things I had in the rundown I want to discuss. How for real are the Miami Dolphins and the Philadelphia Eagles? Because they're both playing well, well, great I football. Think, I think two different. Uh, I, I Listen, I'm I'm a Giants fan and an Eagles hater. No doubt about that. But I'd like I want to see the Eagles play a game. You know what I mean? Like, I want to see the Eagles play a game against someone good. And we'll we'll, we'll determine that soon enough. Um, the, the Dolphins played somebody good and they won. Sure. And that's coming off a week where they played another really good team and came back and won and Tua played really well. I think the, 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 there's two different question marks with the two questions. First of all, you have this new offense in Miami. You have these weapons, you have whatever, like, Will they will this offense come back down to earth? And it did obviously a little yesterday as compared to what happened against Baltimore. But does this offense come back down to earth as teams start to figure out what they're doing? I mean, we've seen this in the past before. And we saw this with Sean McVay in, in when he first came to the Rams. Like you're doing something completely new. Uh, first teams figure it out. Then other teams start copying it. Then the next thing you know, like everybody's doing it and we fi- we've all figured it out and it's just this, a standard thing. So that's, but, but they're certainly better than I thought they'd be already. Philadelphia. I am still not convinced that Philadelphia, I mean, sure. They're good for the NFC. The NFC is the weaker of the two conferences by far and they're a strong team. But when you say for real, Again, my thing is this is a Super Bowl or bus league. And, that, and that's what I mean. When I say for real, my question is, can Philly or Miami? And I'm asking myself this question yesterday, watching the games and, you know, watching highlights, going over everything. Can they compete for a Super Bowl? And, and, and I'll say this about Philly. They might not have played the stellar competition that Miami has, has beat so far. And, that, and that's, there's no comparison. I agree on that. Philly's defense, though, man, like it's legit. Now, Jalen Hurts is playing great. You and I both share the same feelings on a running quarterback. Come playoff, can't be doing that stuff. You just can't. You got to throw the ball. But he's throwing the ball well. Now, I I don't know what to make of it. I was watching some in-depth stuff like I always do uh, before the game. Now, Philly's defense gave up 35 points to the Lions. True. Kirk Cousins is trash in primetime, always has been, always will be. Then they played the Washington Commanders. That's okay. my that's okay. my, that's Fair. my take in terms of competition. Now you can only beat the teams that you play, but like that Lions team scored thirty five points against them. You know, 
Kirk Cousins, trash in prime time, continue to be trash in prime time. And then, I mean, yeah, their defense is good. Carson Wentz sacked however many times. Um, like nine or ten. Yeah, but that's Carson Wentz going to do because some Carson Wentz things. Uh, the next, who's the next game for the, the next game for the Eagles is the Jaguars. And right now, the Eagles are six and a half point favorites to the Jaguars next Sunday. Spoiler, I will be picking the Jaguars. I will too. Jaguars are playing great football right now. They're looking really nice. But even that, like, listen, Philly can beat the Jaguars. They'll be favored. They are favored against the Jaguars and they're favored big. They have the Cardinals after that on the road. Spoiler, that could be a game they lose, although they could win. Um, they should win, I should say. The Cowboys probably still without Dak in Philly. The Steelers, the Texans, the Commanders again. Like, the Eagles could be on a run. The Eagles could get as far as the Colts and the Packers and the Titans run without, and the Giants, without having lost a game. They could. Let's see if it happens. Yeah. I think, but, my, the, but they have a pretty great schedule lined up. Yeah. I know the bank, I know uh, Bengals fans are going to like to hear this. I think Miami win, or I think the Bengals beat Miami this week with, with the Ruther curse. I think the short turnaround, they've had some tough games that they've won. And I think it's tough. Prime time football. Um, if people can figure, by the way, can I, can we talk about Amazon Prime for a second? Sure. I, I just want to say something for all people complaining. Who doesn't have Amazon Prime? I don't know. Like who under 50 are you? Is it just old people bitching that guys I've had a prime, I've had an Amazon prime membership since like 2013. I honestly, I have Amazon prime for so many things besides the, the TV. That's my point. Like the free delivery, the fucking, the, the groceries, groceries, fucking, like, that's my point. I've had it yeah. for everything else. That's just a nice added bonus that Amazon's started to create good content. And now they have the rights to like, I heard somebody talking about that. I, I now, say, Andy, you know, your boy, Clay Travis would would be like, but you're supporting these billionaires and all the way Amazon treats their workers. So this seems very hypocritical for you of a guy who's so concerned with China and their treatment of people. Wait, my boy, what, what are you roping into my boy? My boy. Now you just over the years you've been like, you know, he makes some good points. Um, well, I think some people make good points. He makes a lot of shitty points. Yeah. It's it's he like I told good, you he may, I, I would say he exclusively makes shitty points. Well, well, it's like it's like I told you, like I used to agree with certain Jason Whitlock points. Yeah. Like he would make points back in the day. You're like, okay, I can agree with that. Now it's just like these people, and I would argue, and I don't want to go off on that too much, but I'd argue, and Clay Travis is not too, they they want to suddenly identify with one side politically. And once once you make that commitment, man, like, I, mean, I'm not, I don't even I don't even know. Yeah, I mean, they do because they're trying to sell those people a fucking bill of goods. But also w- my point is we've talked about it on this show before. Everybody's a fucking hypocrite. Everybody's a hundred percent, a hundred percent. But the prime thing has been funny for me because, again, everyone acts like it's such a big deal. I, I have not had issues with it watching. We've had what, two, two weeks I do want to comment briefly on the Kirk Herbstreet, Al Michaels. I know it's only two weeks in, but they could not be more different. And I don't know if you picked up on this. You don't listen to the sound. I found it fascinating last week when they were discussing Deshaun Watson and they showed the graphic of the suspension. And 
Kirk didn't say a word. Like you could see, because that's Kirk, right? He's a vanilla guy. He like Collinsworth would have said something. He did not say a word. And then Al Al Michaels made a joke about Cleveland finally finding a quarterback, and it was related to Deshaun Watson and Kirk Herbstreet. Literally didn't. Oh, this was it. He said, if this doesn't work out, they're gonna exhume the body of Otto Graham. Yeah, I heard that actually. And literally, Kirk, I was like, okay, is Kirk going to take a joke about them bringing a dead guy back to life? He just sat there, which again is fine if he doesn't want to. My my thing with Kirk Herbstreit was always like, I mean, first of all, I'm obviously not a college football guy, but he does, you know, college game day, all the big games, whatever. It's like I've never found Kirk very interesting. I really never understood it. It's like he played at Ohio State, I guess. Is that, I mean, is that before my time? I don't even know. But like, I don't remember one second of Kirk Herbstreit playing football. I never understood why he was like a thing. He's fine at his job, but the idea of him making the leap to the NFL never made sense to me. Um, it, Like, it's just like, oh, you, you know, this guy's name. That's not enough for me. Well, look, I think he's great. I I wouldn't say I think he's really good at his job. I think he knows football. Obviously, he played for Ohio State. Yeah, and he played like in the early 90s. Not like he put up insane numbers. It's not like Ohio State now. I think he knows his job. I just think those two, an older guy in his mid to late 70s with like the younger, good looking guy who's actually he's not even that much younger. Right. What is he like? Probably I mean, 50 he now. played in his early 90s and he's in his 50s. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it is an interesting uh, dichotomy of those two. Yeah. I'm just giving the middle finger to my girlfriend. Oh, why? Because she just texted me, look out the window and suck a dick. Wow. wow. You got her all turned this morning. Why did I get her turned? How did I get her turned? Just in interaction. By the way, I've still never even seen your girlfriend. I know. Exactly. Is she real? Debatable. Do I have do I have a Manti Teo situation going on? <laughs> That'd be amazing I'm if you were because you were. I heard her voice today, but you were also off camera, so maybe you were doing the like the psycho, you know, like the like. Hey, say tell Joe I said hi, and then you come back and you sit there. Joe, that's a great segue. Speaking of psychos, speaking of psychos, we have an update on your boy, Jameis One Hundred One. Ooh, we have an update. So he hasn't reached out to me. So so here's the deal. Here's the the update. First of all, we have a couple calls I'm going to play on Jameis 101. But on Twitter, as you know, when you don't follow somebody, the DMs go into like an area. What would that be called? Yeah, like a a waiting, uh, uh, an approved, like you have to approve this message sort of area, which, by the way, is where I discovered the Jameis Winston messages that I got. Oh, okay. So that's where you did. Yeah. I did not realize he had been DMing me. So, okay. So I know that area, obviously, and I check it periodically. I like that you're talking about it like it's like down some cul-de-sac. I know that area of Twitter. (laughs) I've been down there. I've seen it. They still have not put up street lights down there. I don't like to go at night, but I know that area. So I'm familiar with the area, right? But for some reason, this DM didn't show up. And I and I I screenshot a few for you. A bunch of DMs didn't show up for some reason. He DM'd me last 
Sunday at 8.31 p.m. I'm looking at it right now. So when all that stuff was going on with you, when you were calling him after James had an awful game, which, by the way, had another awful game yesterday, two more picks. All the Saints fans want him benched for Andy Dalton, whether he's injured or not, and I'm well, sure he is injured. That's my prediction. James Winston will get benched for Andy Dalton this season. So this is what he DM'd me last Sunday night. This is after just you ripping him a new asshole all day. If you care about your co-host, Joe, you'll conduct an intervention. The dude really needs help, like sincerely. Amazing. So the, the, the projection from him is wild because he's just projecting himself, right? He's the one who seriously needs help. Who needs wow, this is amazing. I, I, I think my manager, Randy, must be listening to the show. She also just texted me that he tagged her saying, I rep a low-class loser. This so guy. He, so he DM'd your manager as well. Yeah. My mom, not on Twitter, or else I would assume that he would be <laughs> messaging her. This is just fascinating. Like, we have our own 30 for 30, our own dirty for dirty, we should call it. This is wild. So we have a couple calls of people making their own analysis of Jameis. I'm going to play them real quick because at this point, I'm open to any feedback from anyone who has any background in psychology, counseling, whatever it is. So here's a couple calls. Hey, Joan Andy. I'm calling because I have a theory that Jameis one of one is projecting all of his insecurities onto Joe. The real mid fifty multiple divorce alcoholic who has a one thirteen IQ or whatever he said is probably the guy who is defending Jameis Winston to the ends of the earth. Um I just think that 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 all that all tracks in my book um, that he is just projecting onto Joe. Um, hopefully, one day the the truth of his identity comes out, and we'll know for sure. But until that day comes, I'm just gonna imagine that he is everything that he thinks Joe is. Okay, have a good day, guys. I, you know what? And I, I literally 100% agree with this call. Not only do I, this is a great call. Not only do I 100% agree, not only have I said that in my head a million times, but I'm going to take this one step further. J projecting is Jameis one of one's entire persona. I would, I, I would go so far as to say this Jameis one of one. Okay. His, his through line, his thesis. The thing that he bases his entire thing, the only reason there is a Jameis one of one, the only reason there is a book, the only reason there is a Twitter handle, the only reason there is the name Jameis one of one is this idea. He believes Jameis Winston is an elite quarterback in the NFL, but because the media hates him, and because the media spins it, and because fans are stupid, Jameis is painted as mediocre. I would say that this thesis statement alone is a projection. 
hear me out. Jameis Winston fucking sticks. The end. The end. He sticks. He is bad at playing quarterback in the NFL. Fucking not mediocre. Bad. He's bad at playing quarterback in the NFL. I got a tweet yesterday saying, I can't wait for at Fix Your Life breaking down Cousins versus Winston next week in London, by the way. Is Jameis allowed to go to London? Doesn't he have like, can sexual fucking predators go to the UK? Anyway, he must be flying on Epstein's jet or something like that. Anyway, I have shit on Kirk Cousins for years. Kirk Cousins is mediocre. Jameis Winston is not mediocre. Jameis Winston fucking stinks. And here's the thing. What Jameis one of one is projecting is exactly the opposite. The truth is Jameis Winston fucking stinks. And the media and fans, Bucks fans, Saints fans, Florida State fans, black quarterback fans, whatever it is, have decided that Jameis Winston has gotten a raw deal. And Jameis Winston isn't actually that bad. And Jameis, the the idea that we go into every year and we go, Jameis Winston is going to be the starting quarterback for the Saints this year. Jameis Winston is going to get a new contract. This is all insanity. Sean Payton brainwashed. The coach of the Saints, whoever the fuck he is, who is going to get fired because of Jameis Winston, brainwashed Jameis Winston doesn't deserve a starting job in the NFL never fucking has after his first three years the projection is Jameis one of one is saying the complete opposite of what is real Jameis Winston sucks and the world has somehow decided that Jameis Winston is deserving of a look week after week year after year Jameis Winston Loses games by himself every week. He fucking sucks. He's not mediocre. He's bad. And if you don't know that, stop watching football. You're stupid. For me, the interesting part about Jameis boils down to how does the team perform? You're the quarterback. You're the leader. You're man in this ship. How is the team performing? And I think part of me, when you say it, says, oh, does he really suck that badly? Yeah. And then the other part of me, though, when you when you look deep, backs what you're saying. Now, he puts up those gaudy passing stats, which to me are so empty when your team goes seven and nine. Like they, like they don't mean if if you have fifty one hundred, the Saints are one and two, and, and that's what I'm saying too. He has lost both of their games by himself, and and yet and yet we still, the media, podcasters, the internet, he's hurt. Who gives a shit? Yeah, Tua literally had his head spin in circles, and he had game winning drives come from behind for his come from behind win for his team to a to a talk about hurt to a literally didn't know what planet he was on Jameis's career as i pull it up joe and he's in his eighth season he's 34 and 46 as a starter 
And, and to me, that again, that's the telltale stat. You're 12 games under 500. Take his backup, for example, and we all know how critical I was of Andy Dalton, the Bengals. You say what you want about Andy Dalton as far as regular season goes. When he had guys around him, he won a lot of games. My point is, Jameis has had guys this, around the, him. The New Orleans Saints won the AFC South with regular, sorry, the NFC South with regularity until, until Jameis Winston was replaced at quarterback in Tampa Bay. Then they became, at best, the second team in the division. At best. Now, the Saints do not win the NFC South. Like, not only did they go from being the class of the division year in and year out, you know, every once in a while a team pops up. You know, we had a Cam MVP year. We had a Matt Ryan MVP year. We had a random fucking Tim. But consistency through the career of Drew Brees, the Saints were the class of the NFC South. And then once the Bucks got rid of Jameis Winston, they became the class of the NFC South. And Jameis got to stay in the division with the team that was the class of the NFC South, and they're not good. Because he's a bad quarterback who throws way too many picks. We are long gone from the days where you could have a two-to-one interception ratio and be considered a good quarterback in the NFL. Those days are over. Yeah, they are. You're We're right. looking at 20 touchdowns to seven interceptions. Yeah. 30 touchdowns to 10 interceptions. You need a three-to-one ratio at worst. You do. You really do. You cannot turn the ball over. You do not win games if you turn the ball over. So here's another call about someone thinking, this is crazy eyes, Sam Bradford. Shout out to him. We've met him. Our boy down in Arizona. He's got an interesting take on Jameis as well, based on his work and his background. Hey, boys. It's uh, crazy eyes, Sam Bradford here. I'm just calling about Jameis one of one. Um, I'm not a school psychologist, but I'm a special ed director, and he needs special ed. Um, the average IQ is 85 to 115. So, Joe, you're above average. Congrats. And I think he suffers from hyper-religiosity, which just makes you a delusional um, religious nut. Um, my question is, what are some gambling advice for this year? What are some trends you're seeing? You know, don't bet on Kirk Cousins on Monday Night Football. I'm kind of noticing some low-scoring games, um, and I'm just down bad this year. I need some help. So, yep, condoms are for Cliff Creamsbury. I mean, the hyper-religiosity co comment. So, so it I, sounds like that's a that's like a real legit. Thing. I'd also love to know. I'd love to know people. I'd love to know the percentage of people with genius IQs that believe Jesus Christ walked on water. Probably none. Probably none. You know, they say high school diplomas 50-50. College diplomas 60-40. Master's degrees like 70-30. You have a PhD. The chances of you being a fucking atheist are like through the fucking roof. The idea that this guy's walking around talking about being a genius and then being like, I hope your soul gets saved by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's crazy. It's, 
hilarious. Yeah, it's why I mean, he, he definitely uh, it's interesting that someone who is a special ed director. So he's dealing with this every day. Is just throwing him in there. And, and again, like and, and that's the I did find that interesting when he DM'd you when he was talking about a 113 IQ. I'm like, wait, that's that's above average. Like, and here here's my uh, it, we're going to we're going to we're going to tumble this into your next question. Bet against Jesus freaks. Bet against Jesus free quarterbacks. They're not smart enough to fucking figure out defenses. Yeah, that was you know that was my take, my my new wild theory like a month ago. Yeah. Like like Kurt Warner's the last Jesus freak to win a Super Bowl. We somebody brought up Nick Foles. Okay. Is he is he a Jesus guy? Yeah, apparently. But 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 see here here's my thing on the Jesus guy. I follow sports. You follow sports. Neither of us knew that. Is he big enough that we did? I remember point, that. I remember that doing? after I was reminded it. Okay, because I don't remember that. Yeah. Like I can tell you right now, he probably believes in God because he was born with a 14 inch dick. So he's just like, there's probably a higher power out there. I was shocked though. Russell Wilson did not mention Jesus or God in the post game interview last night. Yeah. Which for the record, I know he is the marketing guy. He's the face of the team. He's the quarterback. But I just want to say it's a disgrace that NBC would bring him on. He had one. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, like, like, look, I, I'm not turning into this like anti-Russell Wilson guy, even though I aren't can't you stop. though? Hold on, hold on. I know I can't stop making jokes on Twitter, and I even you even we, we did a combo to do my first ever TikTok on Dirty Sports TikTok at the Dirty Sports on TikTok. And I know some people are getting sick of the discussion, but like you said, it's not going away, guys. The Broncos have a legit D. They won 11 to 10 last night. And Russell looked fraudulent the whole game. Here's my thing on Russ. I said this to you earlier today. I said, one thing I do want to give Russ credit as we really examine his career. He has tons of fourth quarter game winning drives. Like he plays when it counts. And there's something to be said for that. Like last night, you have a bad game. You come back when the game is on the line. Can you do a game winning drive in his whole career? He's like one of the best all time at that. Sure. Now those are, those are, those are also regular season, right? He hasn't, he hasn't done that in the playoffs. But when you watch the game last night, here's the thing about like, we, we talk quarterback so much. Him and Jimmy Garoppolo are just like having a little shitty quarterback duel. Like he's, you know, you watch these games, you watch Tua Josh Allen, you watch him, by the way, Tua is like, you know, I don't think I'm not, I'm not putting Tua as like an elite quarterback in the NFL, but you watch, you know, Mahomes, you watch Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, you watch like whatever, like Russell Wilson, when you watch him play, he's a lot closer to the gang that has Jimmy G and Kirk Cousins in it than he is the gang that has Josh Allen and fucking Aaron Rodgers in. It. Oh yeah. Right now for sure. He is. He for sure is right now. I stand by what I said. I think the Broncos win 10 games. Their defense is that good. Would they win eight games last year with uh with what's his name as their quarterback? Teddy Bridgewater. Because you said it, you said you even said earlier today when we we're on the phone, you're like, I think they make the playoffs. I don't think the Broncos make the playoffs, and here's why. I think the Chiefs and the Chargers make the playoffs out of the AFC West. I think the Dolphins and the Bills make the playoffs out of the AFC East. That's four teams, two others. There's a third, there's a, there's one spot open, but I believe more in a Ravens Bengals thing or a Jaguars Colts thing 
than I do in a Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos all making the playoffs. Well, dude, right now the Chargers, with that Herbert injury, those things don't go away. Like that rib injury is very serious. They got smoked at home yesterday. They're nothing without Justin Herbert. Well, that's for sure. My point is this could be a rough patch for them. I, and I don't know how that, how does that heal if you keep playing? It essentially does. I don't know why he played yesterday. He shouldn't have played yesterday. It's also, week three. Relax. They have the same doctor that punctured the lung. Right. Tyrod Taylor, who Tyrod Taylor sued for $5 million. That's the doctor. He's like the quack doctor from Simpsons. What, yeah. Like, what, like it's uh, it's uh, what's his name from from the uh, from any given Sunday. James uh, James, James Woods? Woods. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right, man. It's crazy. But yesterday was wild because the Chiefs lose. No one saw this. The Chiefs lose again. Low scoring game. Chiefs lose in Indy. Classic any given Sunday. Questionable penalty on a sack extends the drive. I got a question for you, Andy. Were you watching that game as it happened? Yeah. What do you think was said? I don't know. I've. So here's the thing. I think in those situations, when we, we like, I think when you look at sports, I think race is probably an issue a lot in like those fucking those like shit talking things. Like I, I have a feeling when quarterbacks get up a lot, they're called cracker pieces of shit, like fairly often. But you think I don't. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I, I don't. do. I, I do. Because they're all they're all playing with with white guys in their own team. But I don't think it matters. But um, the guy who threw the flag was a black ref. So I'm taking race out of it. I think he must have said something about like fucking his kids or something like like he what what could he have possibly said? That's like, dude, that's a 15 yard. I think he got up. He, he was like, I was just mounting you like I'm going to mount your fucking wife later. And that ref was like, you know what? That's just too far. <laughs> like, I can't. I can't stand for this. Yeah, shit. but but I don't understand. Okay, I don't know what the rules are on talking trash. I would assume anything goes. Is there? But obviously not, right? Like, what's off limits for talking trash in the heat of a gladiator type game? These are warriors. These are our modern day Rome Coliseum battle till the death. Basically, we saw Tua. Come on, Tua literally walking around like a goddamn accordion. And he continued to play. And we're going to throw a flag because a guy said something. But that's what I'm saying. How it, it must have been something intense as shit. Where the ref is like, I can't not throw a flag. He 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 looked like, I can't believe I'm going to throw this flag, but I cannot believe you're still talking. Maybe he, he like, used the Joe Prano line and he was like, yo, dude, your wife's going to suck my dick from the back. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't even think that's enough to get it done. I think he must have been like talking about like, raping his kids or something or raping his wife. Like, I don't know. Like, what can you hear another man say to another adult man and be like, no, it's too far, dude. I'm going to extend this game because that's just out of, out of line. I don't know. It's crazy though, because that was, that was a, 
season. I'll go this far. I know it's early. That's week three, though. That's a season-changing penalty for the Colts in their favor. Yeah. Like, like the Chiefs lose that game, whatever. They're going to be fine. We all know what they can do. But for the Colts and the trajectory of Matt Ryan and the whole nine yards, that's a season-changing penalty right there. It's nuts, man. These games, these games are absolutely wild. They can change in a dime. It, it's it's just it's been so much fun to watch. Someone though, I want to bring up. We talk quarterbacks, and I know again, it's only week three, and it's only year two. And you said it's a it's a Bears thing, not a Justin Fields thing. I mean, do you realize how bad he's playing, Joe? Joe, look at this. I looked yeah. this up last night. He hasn't completed 10 passes in a single game. No, I know. Joe, on the season. He's he's completed like, I think he's completed 23. 20, yeah, I was going to say. Justin like Fe- 8, 8, and 7 or something like that. It's Yeah, it's 8, 7, 8. Justin Fields has completed 20 on the season through three games. What is going on? He's 23 of 45 for 297 yards at a 51% completion percentage. Two touchdowns, four interceptions. And again, we know the Bears' history is just atrocious at the quarterback position. Yeah. That's why I ask how much of this is Justin Fields? How much of this is the Chicago Bears? Or is it both? I think it's both. But like, it's on because we didn't we just see this shit with Trubisky all the time and shit like that? Like, it's it's definitely the bears but also like you just have to let a guy throw the ball more you know it's crazy it doesn't matter the bears are the bears are two and one the bears are tied for first through three games and their quarterback has completed 23 passes and they have, and they, and they come to the giants they come to metlife next week I mean, if the Giants lose tonight, the the even if the Giants lose tonight, next week Giants Bears matchup is a is a two and one battle. Somebody leaves that game three and one. If the Giants win tonight, they have a potential to go against a guy who hasn't completed twenty six passes in the whole season to go four and out. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. But that goes back to my point when discussing the Broncos or any team, when you have a defense, man, that's all I'm saying. When you have a defense and clearly the bears are going to keep their defense is going to keep the whole team in the game. When you have a defense in the NFL, you can stay in games. And that's going to lead me to my next team. The local team here. Randy Ruther's Bengals. Your and Randy's Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals have a good defense. They had a good defense last year. I've said this all along, how opportunistic their defense was, especially in the playoffs. They made plays when they had to. They did all last year. Their defense is what has kept them around all these first three games. They don't give up a touchdown yesterday to the Jets. Their defense is what's keeping them in the games. And their offense played a lot better yesterday. You know, they started the game off with a drive. But your boy calling in, he's not happy. Who's my boy? Randy Ruther. Randy. Uh, happy birthday, Randy, by the way. So it was Randy's birthday weekend. 
He doesn't remember. He's like Tua. He does not remember a single thing. No, no. How much of this weekend does Randy remember? He remembers the Bengals one, but I don't think he remembers the details. No. He definitely doesn't. He did call in yesterday, though. That's a good question. His birthday was yesterday, so shout out to Randy. Shout out Randy Ruther. So Justin Woods turned 41. Randy Ruther turned one, I believe, yesterday. That's correct. Randy Ruther's been around about a year. So he called at 5.12 p.m. Eastern time. The Bengals had just won. He's feeling good. Probably had 400 Miller lights in him. And this is drink responsibly. Yeah. Don't, don't do that. Drink responsibly. Exactly. Randy called in to say this for you, Mr. Prano. So what a weekend, man. Uh, Joe Prano, the backstabber. Horrific, horrific message to Randy Ruther, myself, last week. But what a great day because you lost. You bet against the Bengals and you lost because you're a loser. You call Joe Burrow a fraud? Are you kidding me, dog? Joe Burrow is a man of the people, speaks out for what America should believe. Your boy, who you stand, Eli Manning, trying to bring little fun, cute little viral clips to a child molestation college. Dog, that's who you are. You cheer for child molesters. Don't ever come at Joe Burrow or Randy Ruther when you cheer for a man who wants to bring fucking spotlight to a child molesting college. Andy, you better play this message. (laughs) Love both of you. Bye. Shots fired. Well, first of all, He's referring, yeah, he's referring to the Chad Powers, Eli Manning. Chad Powers, Eli Manning, Penn State trap. Now, Penn State has gone through a lot. I'm not a Penn State. I was was disappointed to see that 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 occurred at Penn State. But Eli Manning is a true American hero. When he sees people down in the muck, he goes he goes down there and he gets his khakis dirty. He gets his vests dirty and he drags people out of the muck. Penn State, they've been labeled this pedophile university. And and understand he, by the way, for the record, understandably so. Yeah. And Eli Manning said, those people are gone. How long must this poor university? be tarnished by something that happened. He said, I will single-handedly try to revive this once great university, dragging them out of the mud. Because Eli Manning is an American hero. Joe Burrow, listen. The, the Joe Burrow is a fraud. The Bengals are a fraud. You know, there is a little bit of fun. There's a There's a little bit of poking at Randy Ruther the way I used to like to poke at Matty Goldberg because, you know, it creates drama on the show. But much like the poking of Matty Goldberg, Matty Goldberg often took it too seriously and took it to places where it should never have gone. And we will not tarnish the name 
of Eli Manning on the show. Eli Manning appeared in two Super Bowls. Joe Burrow has already lost more Super Bowls than Eli Manning has lost in his entire career. I mean, Joe Burrow, he had that out. He had the drive. He had the chance to win it all. Did he did he nut up like Chad Bowers in two Super Bowls and go take? No, he didn't. Maybe the moment was too big for him. Maybe the offensive line wasn't good enough. Maybe the Rams were just the better team, but I can assure you one thing. The 18 and no Patriots were the better team until the fucking knight in shining armor, the goddamn dragon slayer that is Eli Manning came around. Don't ever, ever, ever bring Eli Manning's name into a conversation about the Cincinnati Bengals and fucking Joe Burrow. It's impossible for Joe Burrow to go undefeated in Super Bowls from this point on. Unlike the great and unassailable Eli Manning. Now, if you're going to, this is as, this, there was pokings, there was nudgings. There's like, let's get a little fun podcast drama. Let's get, let's, Randy Ruth has been on his high horse for a full fucking offseason, predicting that the, Bengals are going 14 and three and the whole shebang, the little nudging. Let's get a little drama going. Be careful. Beware of the curse of Matty Goldberg. When you take something too seriously and you come at the goat, you will get the horns. <laughs> okay. So let's do a quick sneak peek. Bengals are three and a half point favorites that I saw. You don't have to say the spread. I think the Bengals. Do you think the Bengals get back to two and two this week? It's in Cincinnati on a Thursday. Or does Miami start four and zero? Oh? I just can't see that. I know. And 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 just so you know, that is the first ever all white. What's the white. spread of that game? It's three and a half Bengals. It's all white. So the Bengals are be. They will debut the white helmets. I mean that that crowd's going to be hurt. Yeah. I don't know. It's too early for me to make that call. But I'm leaning toward certainly a, a Dolphins cover. I'm leaning toward it. And maybe I'm leaning toward it for Randy. Have I been rooting for Randy Ruth this whole time? Yeah, I have. Did I root for the Bengals to be good last year? To so that Randy could rise and Andy could fall. And then, and then Andy jumps on the bandwagon. Listen, it's all, I'm here for the drama. I'm here for the drama of it all. The all whites, the white tigers are, are white tigers even a real thing? Is that yes. a real animal? I've seen him at the Cincinnati zoo. Okay. It's good. It's good. Dragons are not real. Eli Manning slays them. So be careful. Don't let any don't come at Eli Manning before he lops off your white tiger head with a with his fucking flaming sword, Randy Ruther. Be careful. Well, let's look white ahead. tigers, white tigers, they might be they might they might be a, a you know a predatory animal. I wouldn't like to see them in a cage match with the goat, though. Well, speaking of your giants and Eli. I'm going to hop over to prize picks right now. 
and look at a couple of our possible plays tonight. Daniel Jones, more or less 190, uh, 196 and a half passing yards. I'm going to go more. Fuck yeah, Andy Ruther. Cooper Rush on the Cowboys, more or less 207 and a half passing yards. I'm going to go less. Hell yeah, Andy Ruther. Third balls, if you haven't downloaded the prize pick app, I don't know what you're waiting on because all first time users that deposit and use promo code DIRTY will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Prize picks is operational in over 30 states and Canada, not Ontario. So sorry for my folks in uh, Toronto, but if you're one of the Canadian balls, I forget, what do we call the dirt balls up in, up north? I think we call them like frozen balls or ice balls, snowballs. You guys can also play on prize picks. So download prize picks today and play daily fantasy sports with us. Make sure you use promo code dirty. When you sign up again, you can play all different sports, not just the NFL, NBA, major league baseball, NHL, PGA, college football, blah, blah, blah. I mean the list, I'm, this is a massive list, but go ahead, sign up, drop promo code dirty. And trust us in our picks. And I think those are the picks tonight on prize picks. I love it. When you head I'm, down, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to look too. I'm going to have to look at some Saquon. I might get a little Saquon Barkley prize pick action. I love Saquon. I love them using Saquon a lot tonight to. Okay. Uh, wow. You, you would definitely take the, the uh, more yards in this rushing. This is rushing total. His rushing yards is at 76 and a half rushing Let's yards. Let's go. And don't forget my original prediction. Big screen pass TD from, from Saquon tonight. And listen, I know we previewed this game, but. Oh, okay. Here's a good one. If you here's the he's... difference. By the way, I'm going to take another shot at fucking Randall Ruther here. You know what the difference between the Giants here, the Giants have lost a lot of games historically that they shouldn't have lost. Okay, and we should win this game. So will will I be surprised that we if we lose it? No. Am I supremely confident that we're going to win? No. Am I confident that we're going to win? Yes. And here's why. Here is why. Unlike the Bengals, the Giants have a truly good defense. We're not about to lose to Cooper Rush. We have a truly good defense. Wow. Wow. We don't need some savior at quarterback. We don't need Danny Burr. We don't need <laughs> we don't need some guy coming out there dressed like he's going to do a dick in the box video. Oh man. Okay. Danny Dimes, who is now his nickname is now that because he just carries pockets full of dimes for no reason, not because he throws them. He's going to come out in his khaki pants, in his polo shirt, this golf vest, basically doing Eli Manning cosplay, which is good. And he's going to throw for 214 yards with one TD. On the on a screen pass, no picks, probably fumbles the ball once, 
and it doesn't matter. We have a truly good defense. We're not about to lose to Cooper Rush. Who would? I like this play as well on prize picks. You talked about Saquon scoring a screen pass after those receiving yards. Right now, he's at 102 and a half rushing plus receiving yards. Do you say more or less? 102 rushing plus receiving. Well, I love him on the over rushing, right? And love I love him more rushing. Yeah. Screen plus touchdown. So we're going to say more on that. I like it. I mean, I mean, basically, if he has like one, I would argue if he had like a, a 25 yard screen at any point in that game, he's going to go more. It'll, it'll, it'll be, it'll be a fun one, man. It should be. I'm going down. I leave. I le- I'm leaving Westchester five o'clock. If they, you know, if they show a celebratory owner fist pump or a sad owner slam of the chair look for me i'll be in and around that area i'll be uh i'll have a good seat living the life joe prano i'm a good seat andy living the living the life i've said that a lot recently i've said a lot you know i complain i complain it's tough it's tough being in comedy these days and uh you know not not making my whole comedy career about being woke it's also tough i'm making my whole comedy career about just like hour-long jokes about how i hate trans people you know i just want to do jokes about regular things it's tough tough these days no one wants to promote just a regular middle of the road guy anymore but who needs it tonight 50 yard line what's the weather i don't care i'll be inside but the window's open if it's nice free food Free booze, living the life. Wednesday, going to the Mets game. Am I paying for tickets? No, the New York Mets are giving them to me. It's a tough life. Here's here's a tip for all you guys out there. You don't need money. You just need to be ridiculously charming and have rich friends. Yeah, connected. So you know. We got to talk a little Detroit Lions. I did see, I did see some shade. Huge win by them yesterday. I saw some shade on Twitter. Made me chuckle. Saw a little shade our way. A shade our way. Yeah, yeah. Saw a little shade. Who? Oh, I can't wait to hear it. I thought you were talking about the shade that I threw on our Twitter. Well, there. I was talking about there was a response under that which made me laugh. Oh, okay. Because you tweeted, Joe made his rare appearance, appearance on Dirty Sports Twitter, and tweeted once again the lines with just not enough grit to hang on, which I love. I, I support that. And. uh Shout out, shout out to Eric Kraft who came in hot at us. You guys' obsession about a non-playoff team is about as embarrassing as their coaching at this point. To which another dirtball, shout out to Joe Garrison, shouted or wrote, "I'm in with the obsession." <laughs> well, there's there's a, there's a couple of different things here. First of all, um, we have the insanity that was Lions Reddit last year. Don't forget, Lions Reddit came at us last year. They found our clip. They put it on us. Hundreds of replies about how we're insane and that why would why would fans ever stop supporting one of the worst franchises in the history of professional sports? So immediately, we were like, whoa. This is insanity. Uh, so, th- 
first, the, that's how the Lions first got on our radar. You know, that's how they started sprinkling into the dirty sports realm. Correct. And of course, we have hard knocks. Yeah. Which we talk about every year. Whatever the team is, we talked we talked about, you know, Jerry Jones putting salt on his fucking egg McMuffin last year. His McGriddle. We've talked about well, I I have done I I did I did two full years of picks based around the footwear of the Falcons head coach. Two full years picking games can't be based showing, on facts. You can't, be, you can't be showing your toes. You that can't the be Atlanta Falcons coach shows his toes to his players. <laughs> and you know who else did it? Money. Who also got fired? In Jeff and Fisher. out of my of thousands of dollars in and out of my bank account based solely on the fact their head coach, has, their, his, his players have seen his toes. Okay. Like it's the hard knocks. And all we did is watch hard knocks, say this coach is a fucking clown, which everybody with a fucking brain who watched hard knocks, that's what they took away. Why is he doing up downs with his team? Why is he not coach? Why are the, why are the offensive and defensive coordinator having a boxing match? Why am I watching? The, why am I watching the last scene of Eight Mile? Why are the <laughs> offensive and defensive coordinator having a rap battle? What the Shit. fuck is going on in Detroit? To which Detroit fans were appalled. How dare you guys? We're winning twelve games. We got a new coach. We got Jared Goff on a fucking contract season. How dare you guys do this? So then it wasn't really our obsession. It was our retort to Detroit Lions fans who are, I mean, literally abused housewives. They are with Stockholm syndrome. Sad. You are you you support one of the single worst franchises across professional sports. You watch four episodes of your coach making an asshole of himself, and you decided you're going to the fucking Super Bowl. And now you're one and two. Surprise, surprise. Because you well, can't fucking win close game. Dude, they're so, <laughs> they're so delusional. I'm on Detroit Lions fans Reddit right now. Bro. <laughs> I mean, it's if you again, don't, I know, for, don't forget. Remember, we did we did this thing last week where we like I gave them the benefit of the doubt in every single game going forward. And we came up with 10 wins, right? They already lost one of those games. So this is a post three hours ago on the Detroit Lions Reddit. This is the title of the post. It says, I know the way in which we lost yesterday stings. But every time there's a but, it's just like this shred of optimism. But the good news is most people, including me, had us being one and two at one and two at this point. The schedule gets much easier ahead, and ten and seven with the wild card spot is going exactly as planned so far. Yeah. 
there it is right there. That, that's that's the mindset of many fans in Detroit. Hey, we're one and two. We continue to lose close games, which is we what bad teams again, do. I, I, I'm going to say that I'm going to repeat myself again. We don't even give a shit about the Lions, but we like like Jameis one of one. We we here at the Dirty Sports Podcast, we do we do find ourselves becoming fascinated with absolute delusional fans. And and Detroit Lions fans, that's you guys. Well, and I'll go, I'll say this when you talk about delusional. I, I do find myself fascinated by Lions fans, and we are giving it a lot of attention. I'm not going to disagree with that. But I also find to me, this is Jameis one of one. Like, like it is. Like you're you're not that far removed from writing a book. I, I just went, went now. I know I'm stretching it out. We're talking about a Reddit post to somebody writing an entire book on why Jameis Winston should be a Hall of Fame quarterback. But guys, this is what we're talking about. Good teams win close games. And you've lost two of them already. And you blew this game. Two 10-point leads. You you blew two 10-point leads to Kirk Cousins. Now, if this was Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes, I'd be like, okay, those guys just, they know how to win. They come back, they win. You're losing it to Kirk Cousins. Like, I wouldn't look at a glass half full saying, hey, we're one and two. We're on path to go 10 and seven and make the playoffs. I just said it. The Bears have a bad situation at quarterback. They're still two and one. But, you know, between the four games against Green Bay and the Bears, you think you're one and two games? You think you're one and two of those four? Because you have to. You can't go one and three in those games. You just can't. I'm here for it, Joe. Bring it. Give me my give me all this joy and laughter that I get by hopping on the Lions Reddit fan page. It's it's delusional. I mean, the Spider-Man meme is Detroit Lions fans pointing at Jameis one of one. Yeah. You and I 100% called this game. I don't usually... forget. We had a phone call. We had a phone call before the season started. Hey, hey, I know you guys have been talking a lot about uh, Detroit Lions. I just like to point it last year and say we lost a lot of close games. And if we just figure out how to win those close games, we're going to go 14 and 3. You've already done it twice. It's been three weeks. You've done it twice. Why would and that that was my exact response? Why would you suddenly figure that out? You have the same shithead coach, dude. Why would, co- why, why would you all of a sudden figure that out? I mean, the comments are wild. A comment underneath the delusional post I just read: If we can go into the bye week three and two, then get back at least three or four of our starters from the pup injured reserve list. Let the banged up players rest. We should be in good shape. It's like, dude, like there's so many ifs here. They play the Seahawks next week. They'll win that. Where is it? Then they play the Patriots. I'm going to say it. They'll lose to the Patriots on the road. Yeah, they will. And that's their bye week. So they'll be two and three. They'll be the Seahawks at home. They'll beat the Seahawks. 
I'll laugh my ass off if they lose, though. You know what we have not talked about? And I'll take the blame for this. It's been a hot story. Everybody's talking about it. Not everybody. Everybody's complaining why more people are not talking about it. We've talked about it last year when it happened. The Brett Favre situation. Yeah. Brett Favre's a piece of trash. We've covered this. We covered the welfare scandal when it happened like a year right. ago. And I think that's why maybe it was, it's been buried in our show. You, again, we talked about it yesterday and you're like, didn't we talk? You were like, people are upset. We didn't talk about this. Didn't we talk about this? And this is actually, I had this conversation a number of times in the last week. People are like, wasn't this already a story? And I'm here. And what I explained to you yesterday, and I'll explain again, is that the details have been revealed. It. Essentially, text messages have now been revealed showing Brett Favre knew the whole fucking time. No confusion. No misunderstanding. Brett Favre knew he was part of a conspiracy to defraud the state of Mississippi. And what we know about his appearance on the Manning cast is he did not use any of that money on good Wi-Fi, which is really the biggest shame of the whole fucking thing. He should have done he should have done his appearance on the Manning cast from that fucking volleyball stadium where I assume they have fucking Wi-Fi instead of whatever double wide he still lives in. So it was a large scam. Over seventy seven million dollars was funneled away from a program. And I believe Brett Favre of that seventy seven million profited about five million in. New text have surfaced where he was trying to keep it hush-hush. Make sure the media doesn't find out. I don't want the media to find out. I know exactly what's going on. You guys can assure me no one will know, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's not how this works, Brett. So he scammed $5 million from welfare programs for people that obviously need that. So he is definitely a piece of shit person. And we kind of do that. Right? Didn't we yeah. kind of know that the whole time? I mean, great quarterback again. You know, we can, we can separate the two. That doesn't change what. Like, for, here's the thing for me: I have great memories of watching Brett Favre. I, I I listen. I'll say this: he was still on the Packers, doing the whole retire unretire thing. Very first side. He's a piece of shit. Goes to the Jets. We get more piece of shit dick pick behavior. He's sending pixelated dick pics from his flip phone. The fuck are we doing to somebody who didn't know him and didn't ask for it? Strike two. Strike three. Everything he's ever said politically in his entire life. Dude, you've already struck out, but you tipped that one, I guess. Strike four. We're sending you to the dugout, bro. You defrauded the welfare system in Mississippi. For your own personal gain, when you should be comfortable financially, you yeah. made millions of dollars. Why don't you, you go fucking donate that money? Yeah. You made millions of dollars, not just in football uh, endorsements, all these things. You're not a good person, man. You're defunding. Yeah, they're not. They're not. You're, paying, you're, you're, they're not you're, paying you to run around in the mud in those Wrangler commercials. Yeah. Pay for the goddamn volleyball stadium, you whack, fucking, you weirdo, fucking 
no Wi-Fi having creep. And you're defra- you're defrauding a state that needs the money. Like Mississippi is a poor the poorest state. state and one of the poorest. States. Yeah, it's it one, I don't know if it is. States. It might be. Yeah, it's definitely one of the poorest states. It's one of the, I, I believe, most uneducated states. They always have one of the highest obesity rates. They obviously have the whole water problem going on right now in Mississippi with drinking, you know, with the lack of filtered water. Like they have a lot of issues. Going and on. have you been, I, have you been down to Mississippi? Yeah, I've been down and there. I haven't spent a lot of time there though. I've literally just passed through. And here's the other thing about Brett Favre is like, I am here for all of the tweets. Why are we talking about this and not talking about Brett Favre? A hundred percent. We should. I saw one yesterday. My favorite tweet, my favorite tweet uh, format of all time. Colin Kaepernick got banned for life for having an opinion. Brett Favre is defrauding the welfare state of fucking Mississippi. Well, I, I don't think those are necessary. Like, I think they're different. Here's of why. course, they're different. But you know what else? You one's know what's playing not, and you know one's not, not. One's not playing. Yeah, but you know it's not different. Fucking Terrell Owens had to wait to get into the Hall of Fame because he wasn't he didn't suck reporters dicks. And Brett Favre stealing money from Mississippi, but he's he's still walking around his double wide in a fucking gold jacket and fucking sandals. Like we can shit on people's post career and we should. Sure. Pete Rose isn't in the Hall of Fame. Because he bet on fucking sports. He didn't fucking steal Ohio's welfare money. I mean, he did bang an underage girl, though, too. Right. And I'm going to go ahead and say Brett Favre did that, too. Just lump that in there. Yeah. Sue me for libel, you fucking dick pick creep. He would need a good internet connection to watch this yeah. show or yeah. listen to it. On Zoom? He has no idea. He it cut out during the Detroit Lions thing. He was like, I like these guys. They're shitting on the Lions. Has no idea we're talking about it. Because he's still using Ethernet. It's like two, you know, two fucking Southern Mississippi fans or whatever holding cans together, cans and string. This is Wi-Fi connection. Yeah, the whole situation is just shitty, man. It's just bad. It's just awful. To be honest, it is interesting that people haven't really talked about it. again. We, you know, I, I take blame on that as well. I just, like you said, I, I did remember we talked about it, but it was the new details that we hadn't fully gone into. But none of this surprises me. I mean, look, Brett Favre is a, he was a gunslinging wild quarterback who, let's be honest wasn't exactly the smartest guy total rough around the edges background it's not like it's not like he's a smart guy i mean I, I, like there are quarterbacks who are smart he's not a smart like that's what that was, he he wasn't a cerebral quarterback he's not a, the, he, that was he was the last of the guy he was he the, was yeah he was the last of, he's thrown the most interceptions ever yeah, yeah yeah you know you're right he he was that's what he was let it rip and since his career ended, it's not like any of that's changed. He was obviously given whatever he wanted throughout his career as he flourished into a multiple multiple MVP quarterback. 
So now he's just continuing to take advantage. Yeah. By the way, the NFL is getting rid of the Pro Bowl. I don't know if you saw that. The NFL is getting rid of the Pro Bowl? Pro Bowl will not exist anymore. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. We've had the last Pro Bowl? Yeah. Fuck yeah. So the NFL is replacing the Pro Bowl with a multi-day skills competition and flag football game that will be played in Las Vegas this Sunday before the Super Bowl. And guess who? Guess who's running it? It will be um, the Omaha Productions. So no, they, I was just about to jokingly guess that. Yeah, so like Peyton's going to be in charge. They're going to do like a skills I mean, competition. Honestly, like the idea that everything trending toward Peyton Manning, honestly, Peyton and Eli together being co-commissioners in the NFL is like, w- w- this is what we should be. This is, this should be goals. A two head system, the serious guy, the funny guy. Like, let's do this. Eli probably doesn't want anything to do with it, to be totally honest. So fine. Fuck him. Peyton Manning, this, everything trending to Peyton Manning being the commissioner in the NFL is the greatest thing that ever happened. Yeah. So Peyton Manning and Omaha Hall Productions will help shape the programming and promote the events content throughout the week. Bring back the old NFL quarterback challenge. Exact same format that fucking Steve DeBerg participated in. Go find it. I've watched bring it. Back the, bring back the exact same thing. Put 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 billiards chalk on the nose of footballs. Throw it at moving targets. Steve DeBerg. What a great reference right there. The Pro Bowl's been around since 1951. Bye, bitch. <laughs> Yeah, so they'll do skills and they're going to do a flag football game. And everything I read on it is also interesting because I don't know if you know this. Flag football is at an all-time high. So so the, the Queen of England and the Pro Bowl. Two things we should have gotten rid of forever ago. Finally dead. I didn't think I'd see a connection there. What? I didn't think I'd see a connection there. Look at yeah. you. Here we go. So they're going to get rid of it and flag football is emerging. And I was reading some of the, like the numbers, this is a smart play with the NFL. Cause I guess flag football is just on the rise yeah. and not just with, with boys, with like girls, like it's becoming hugely popular uh, amongst like little girls and like teenage girls. So this is a smart play. And they're saying it's obviously not equipment. So the goal here is to get this flag football thing out, not just in America, right? It's like, Oh, you could play in Europe or, Asia, flag football, you can play it anywhere. This is a branding tactic by the NFL, which they're brilliant at. They dominate. Dude, you'll love this. When the queen died, it was the opening day of football. I'm sure you saw some videos about it that were hilarious. Did you see any videos? No. It was like, there's this one funny video somebody made where somebody's announcing like, Queen Elizabeth has died. And then then suddenly... (laughs) It cuts to the Sunday night football music and Americans just like, we don't give a shit. But my girlfriend, we're sitting on the couch. It's like an hour before the game. And she's like talking about it, right? Because it's all over the news. And I said, I said, okay, right now, the queen is the number one trend in America. I'm looking at Twitter. In the United States, Queen Elizabeth is, that name is the number one trend. I said, it's the minute I said the minute this game kicks off or before this game, she's gonna be just pushed down the list. And she, you know, because my girlfriend, she's like, no way. I'm like, I'm telling you, football literally rules our country. 
Sure enough, by the end of the first quarter, Queen Elizabeth was kicked out of the top 10. Queen Elizabeth, I looked, she was 12th. And like the top five trends were all related to Rams bills. Like we love our football in America. We're like, bye, bitch. We don't care. Meanwhile, Lions fans are like, if you know, if we, her funeral could just happen, she could get back in the top. You know, if by if by week six we get her back in the top five, you know, we get Prince Charles King. You know, we really turn this around. I still think the Queen could be the number one trending topic for the year. What are you guys talking about? Why are you doing this? Okay. Here, oh, here's a good question for you. More more likely to happen. Queen Elizabeth rises from the dead or the Lions make the playoffs? I mean, legit question right here. What do you think happens? What happens first? Just barely the Lions. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> how fucking long was that goddamn? Like, I know she was the queen. Like, is that thing still going on? Yeah, I think so. Things been going on for weeks. Yeah. Like, dear God. She's probably a skeleton at this point. Put her like, in the ground already. Dear God. What happens first, though? Uh, the queen actually gets put in the ground or Dan Campbell gets fired. That's a better one. That is a good one. Is Josh McDaniel going to get fired? Oh, and three. And he and he's doing the Dan Campbell. He's losing close games. Yeah. You know, it's it's like I always say in Hollywood, Joe. Some guys just aren't leads. So, some actresses, some actors, they're just not like you're a great sidekick. You know, we see it all the time in Hollywood where they, they, they try yeah. to like push somebody as a lead, and you're like, dude, you're not a yeah. lead. Stop pushing John Krasinski on me. That's an interesting one to use. Yeah. They're like, he's Jack Ryan. And I'm like, he's the third guy from the office. What are we talking about? Stop doing this. Like, I've always said this before. I think Jennifer Aniston has brilliantly done her career. And people might argue with me on this. She's, she's never played a lead, really, in movies. Like, yeah, she's, she's a couple, but yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? We're like, she's yeah. smart and her team is smart. They have her like in an ensemble cast a lot. And I'm, and boy, I'm not dissing. I have no feelings on Jennifer Aniston's acting ability because I don't yeah, know shit about it. I think acting. she's great. But I'm not saying she's a bad actor. But I, but you do see what I'm saying? Like, she's the, like she did the independent one with Jake Gyllenhaal where she yeah. works at like the grocery store or whatever. Like, she's had some where she's the lead, but like, it's like, okay, you can be the hugely A list successful actress but you also know your strengths and weaknesses. And I think that's kind of like a Josh McDaniels where you're with Bill Belichick. You're in a great system. You make millions of dollars in assistant head coach. Maybe you're just not the lead now because this is the second time we've tried this. I don't know. It sucks though, because the Raiders 0-3, I don't know. They don't bounce back from that in that division. They're going to upset some, some teams in that division though. Yeah. Because I'll say it, they're a better team than the Broncos. I don't know if I agree with that. When do they? When do those teams get to play? I don't. Just again, the Broncos' defense—if they—if they play how they can play, 
And I think Russ is going to get better next He's, week. Okay. In Las Vegas. What's that early, early line there? Well, Vegas thinks the Raiders are at least better at home. Two point favorites at home. I would lean towards the Raiders just because I don't see the Raiders falling. Oh, and four. I don't know. We'll see. I can't wait to see which voice Russell Wilson uses for that game. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. Let's go to some other sports. We've had some big things happen. Still episode. The Andy Ruther curse is responsible for Albert Poole's 700th home run. This is amazing, man. Amazing. Thank you, Andy. I can't believe Albert Poole. Who's not a Poole's fan out there? Are there non Poole's fans? It's just all like car, like Reds, Cubs, Butter, yeah. Brewers fans. Yeah. But even those, like he's a guy, he's you a guy who appreciate. I feel like you got to appreciate. Oh my like God. I'm, I'm rooting for Judge. I'm a Mets yeah, fan. Yeah, me too. I me fucking too. hate the Yankees. Yeah. That's a TikTok video that's coming soon. A little Aaron Judge truther TikTok rant. But I'm rooting for him. I like the guy. Seems like a good guy. 700 home runs. And I know people say, oh, you shouldn't say it'll never happen again. It's never happening again. I just don't think it is. I don't know. Aaron Judge is off to a hot start. Juan Soto is like 14 years old still somehow. True. That's a good question. How old is Albert Pujols really? Yeah. Just mashing. Like, like he's mashing right now in the second half of the season how he previously did during his MVP seasons and to have two bombs in the same night and he does it in Los Angeles. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. I said, no way. And here we are. Like you said about the Andy Ruther curse, I have to emphatically believe it. Yeah. People always say, Oh, uh, tell me, tell me my team's not going to win. It's like, I got to believe it, man. I got to believe it. I didn't think he would do it. I was hoping he did it. He did it. I got to believe it for the curse to be true. It's a great storyline. And it's great that the Cardinals will make the playoffs because then you can kind of continue this same storyline. Sure. What's he going to do in the playoffs? The Cardinals are every single thing the Reds want to be, like Reds yeah. fans. Well, the Cardinals are everything a lot of baseball teams want to be. It's, it's truly unbelievable. They do not rebuild. And I'm jealous as as someone who is in the same division, as someone who went to school there, as someone who's been to a lot of Cardinals games, just because I went to school there and has seen them just pound my team year after year after year. It's so obnoxious for me. It's obnoxious because they just continue to be good and compete. And they're always right around. They're always sniffing, right? They're always sniffing the world series. Yeah. They're always right there. Like for you as a Mets fan, you probably wouldn't want to face them. Like I'd, ra- like, I'd rather not. But also, I believe. Um, so, if the season ended today, and the Mets get, and the Mets finish in second in the NL, they would face the Phil. Well, the 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 two so the third um 
division winner. So the Cardinals would face Philadelphia. And Atlanta would face San Diego. I believe is how that would work. And then we would face the winner of St. Louis and Philadelphia because the best team in the division, the best team in the in the league, the Dodgers, will not face a division winner until the NLCS at least. So because the Cardinals win a division, they would the the Dodgers would have to face the winner of Atlanta, San Diego. So yes, I would absolutely positively prefer to play Philadelphia than the St. Louis Cardinals. Of course. We've dominated the the Philadelphia Phillies this year. And the Cardinals have been a thorn in our side in, in playoffs previous. Absolutely. You guys are nearing 100 wins. Tell me about it. It's a good feeling. It's a great feeling. We got a Jacob DeGrom bad start out of the way. It's a nice one to get out. I remember what might be Jacob DeGrom's last bad start. It was like 20-whatever, 20-something teen. He had a blow-up game against the Yankees. Went to the videotape, got himself right, reeled off Cy Youngs. So I attended my first Major League Baseball game this year. You did. I did. You went to a Cincinnati Reds game? I did. Well, I, I know I said I wasn't going to go. The only reason I went, I, I volunteer. Um, I volunteer on Wednesdays at a charity my mom was involved with. And, and I'll just say that the uh, the the mother, the, the woman of faith who, who, who runs it is very connected to the Reds organization. And, and there's a, there's an event they do every year and, I didn't want to let her. The down. idea that somebody could be connected with the family that owns the Reds and believe in God is sort of insane. But here we are. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to give be too specific, but I'll just say yeah. very connected, very high up. Let's just say she's never. Let's just say she, I hope she's never listened to this show. Let's hope so. Um, because her family is very involved. If I'm not dropping enough hints, anyway, nobody wanted to go. I felt bad for it. Am I going to turn down an 80-year-old nun, Joe? You know, it's all-you-can-eat food, drink, reds. I go. I mean, of all the things you said about Sister Jean, turning down a nun's baseball <laughs> ticket seems like not even that big a deal. True. True. So anyway, I went. And uh, You're like, got- it was good for me to turn her down, especially because she's not a whore like that Sister Jean. Uh, Jesus, Andy, what are you doing? <laughs> I, I finally went to a game. They, they got just destroyed by the Brewers. I, I don't even like the Reds team is just, dude, it's like, I don't even know these guys are playing. Anyway, I'm walking around the stadium. This is what I'm getting to. I'm walking around and uh, I was analyzing the situation with the Tundra and I was laughing because Cutter went to the game with me. I brought him and we were laughing. How like the highlight of the red season was that somebody was possibly going to shit in the Toyota Tundra. Right. Like, like think about yeah. that. Like, like let's go way back. The highlight of the red season was somebody posted on Reddit that they're going to take a dump in the Tundra, which is in center field. I don't know how they get up. You'd have to be a good climber. Cause I was like surveying yeah. it. 
the tundra is like on a giant concrete thing. So I was like really analyzing it. I go, if somebody really wanted to climb to take a dump in the tundra, you'd have to definitely take like wall climbing classes or be a good wall climber or rock climber. That's all I'm saying about this. I was just analyzing. That was the highlight of my day going to a Reds game, trying to figure out how you could physically get into the tundra to poop in it. Some baseball team you got yourself there. This is where I'm at with baseball. This is literally where I'm at. And I really enjoyed free cookies. This is this. That's literally the highlight of my year as a Cincinnati Reds fan. I got free cookies and tried to figure out the logistics of how you could poop in a truck at their stadium. Anyway, thoughts and prayers to every single Cincinnati sports fan. One of the worst performing sports towns. It really is. It's utterly depressing. Meanwhile, Detroit Lions fans are like, listen, if somebody poops in that tundra in the offseason, right? <laughs> Hold on. Hear me out. And no one cleans it up. And then suddenly that shit sprouts mushrooms, right? And then the owner <laughs> of the Cincinnati Reds eats those mushrooms, goes on a psychedelic trip and sees how he should turn around the team. You guys could be good next year. <laughs> That's Detroit Lions Reddit. It really is. I'm just saying there is a path here. Do you guys make it in the World Series next year? It's And it starts with somebody shitting in that tundra. So is it Ime or Ime Aduka? How do you pronounce his first name? I'm uh I'm uh I'm uh, not gonna work here anymore, that's for sure. <laughs> Was suspended for the full season. I don't understand this, and I do, and I do, and I don't. I do and I don't. I don't here's what I don't understand. I understand work any any workplace has some sort of policy conduct and they have to protect themselves and they don't want relationships, especially where someone is superior above somebody in a sexual relationship, even if it's consensual. I understand that they have to have policies in place. Do you know how I, but a full season, what do you, what do you do? There has to be more here. That's all I'm saying. Let me just ask you something. Where in the top, where in for all the married couples in the United States of America, Places we met, where do you think work falls? Top one? Top two? Top three for sure. Top three? At this point is like dating apps above that? Yeah, probably dating apps is above that now. Friend of a friend, dating apps, work? It's got to be right there. What the fuck are we talking about? Yeah. I know there's reports. But also, Brad Stevens is crying, telling us not to fucking. There's reports that one of the people might have been married. Brad Stevens is crying. Stop guessing who it is. Then why don't you just fucking tell us who it is? But also, here's my here's my issue with the whole thing. To me, it seems very fucking obvious here. Either you're like everybody here is an adult, and it was consensual. No punishment. Or this is in blatant disregard of corporate policy. You fucked up. 
you're fired. Yeah. This year suspension thing for consensual sexual relationships is you literally being like, we like our coach. We want to keep him, but we feel like we have to punish him. You're not really setting the tone that this is like unacceptable at, in Boston Celtics land, which by the way, to me, I, listen, whatever. There's a reason I don't work in corporate America. Okay. So I'm not going to judge whether or not these should be rules or they shouldn't be rules. But to me, what I'm going to say is it's confusing. Either no suspension or you're fired. A one year stepping down. And now is Brad Stevens coaching this team? Did we just, has this been? He said he's not. He said he's not. He said he's not. So I'm just pulling out the latest. And take it for what it's worth. To, to me, it seemed obvious. Brad seems good. So what if a coach comes in? What if an interim coach comes in and wins the championship? Now we go back to the other guy? Yeah, it's it's all like they're not going all in one way. So this is the latest headline. This is from TMZ. So again, take it for what it's worth. I may do get a fair staffer ha staffer handled his travel, including Nia's Boston move. So the Celtics employee who he had an affair with made all travel made all his travel arrangements. And that job sometimes included organizing travel for his fiance, Nia Long. So he banged his assistant. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Sources connected to the couple in the NBA's franchise tells TMZ one of the staffer's duties included planning Udoka's team-related travel and were also told she was involved with booking travel for Nia to come to Boston or to road games. She also handled Nia Long's move to Boston permanently. So you can't bang your assistant. You're fired. Or we don't really like it when people bang their assistants, but what are we going to do? They said it was months. This is what I can't figure out. Months-long investigation. I guess I this know. is just. I guess this is just the world today. Everything's got an investigation. Everything's got a suspension. Yeah. I and I by the way, I agree with your stance on that. You either say, hey man, you completely mess this up. You can't be banging an assistant. You can't be banging a staffer. Let's come out right with this. Let's be open and honest. It's never gonna happen again. Let's have a press conference, blah, blah, blah. Or sorry, dude, we just have a zero tolerance policy on this. You're fired. I still feel like we're missing something until all the facts come out. And by the way, this poor woman is going to get, it's going to, she's going to get leaked. I mean, it's all hidden now. Right. This poor woman. And that's, what's going to suck. She's going to be outed. Some, somebody's going to out her. Yeah. Because they're going to get clicks and somebody's going to out her. And then people are going to come after her idiot, stupid Celtics fans. You ruined my team. It's going to go bad. Yeah. Because she had sex with the coach. She had sex with the coach.
You want to pop into some dirtball calls? I know we've played sure. a few throughout the Let's show. Let's do it. Let's do it. 310-359-8365. That is our hotline. Give us a ring. We'll do like we do today. We'll play them throughout the show. I like doing that. We'll start with this one, which I think is a great question. Joe and Andy, it is Mickey D, your number one Blackhawk pilot at ball. I'm heading up to Pittsburgh to see the final series of the season uh, with the Cardinals and hope to see Pujols' last home run. Uh, made me think, if you were to catch a historical home run, what would be your initial offer when they try to get it back from you? Uh, we've been talking about it. We got uh, outfield bleacher seats, you know, dreaming about being in the middle of the brawl, trying to get that 700 ball. But let me know what you think. Love you guys. Bye. Well, maybe you get the 701 or 702 now. Right. Yeah. What's the move? You catch the ball. Obviously, the player wants it or Major League Baseball Hall of Fame wants it. What, what, like, we're talking about this, like the 700 ball. What do you want for that financially? So to me, first of all, it depends on who hits it. What, what, whose home run is this? You know, is this, is this the Derek Jeter 3000th hit home run? I want it all, buddy. I want your penthouse. I want the gift bag. I want Alfred, the assistant that puts together the gift bag. S my D from the B. <laughs> now, uh, pool holes. Uh, you know, he's a Cardinals fan. I don't, he's a Cardinal. Um, so I'm probably going like, Hey, you know, make me like you make me an offer, Albert. Like I'll, I'll give it to you. I'm going to sell it to you. But I'm not just giving it to you for free. You're a nice guy, but I don't care that much. Make me an offer. What's your offer? Now, uh, and, and that, that could be where the negotiation starts. You know, Pete Alonzo breaks the home run record. Pete, I just want Mets tickets forever, and this ball's yours. Two seats. Really? First, you don't want Pete, any financial gains on that? Pete Alonzo, Jacob DeGrom, you know, through th 3,000 strikeout or whatever, you know, whatever, like, whatever the Mets thing is. I want two seats. Buy the Mets dugout forever. Easy ball. Easy ball. Interesting. I mean, two seats forever would be nice. I want something financially, though, man. Throw me, throw me some, throw me a few thousand, dude. A few thousand? I don't know. A million bucks for that Albert Pujols ball. Come on, come on my podcast. Yeah. And an appearance on the Dirty Sports Podcast. Yeah. Come on. Let's, let's talk shop. I'm just glad Zach Hample didn't get that ball. He, Listen, he, the only thing I'll ever be do that glad that Zach Campbell ever gets is AIDS. <laughs> How would he get AIDS, Joe? You did you, like no I way. Think he, we, I think you know the answer to that, Andy. Yeah, he's not sexual. He, you know, those people in life. He strikes me as asexual. And that video that he posted complaining about the Rocky staff. I mean, Zach Campbell, if I had to put a picture on the word cheddar dick, it'd be his face. No bigger dork than Zach Campbell. Do you think you get a million dollars for that ball, Albert Poole's ball? Oh, yeah. Oh, if you sold it? Yeah. Yeah, probably more. 
How much do you think you get for the the fireworks of Vince Coleman? <laughs> what did he do when he played for the Mets? Yeah, he set off fireworks in the. You know, I think he threw a firecracker at a reporter. Dude, baseball used to be wild. He threw a yeah. firecracker at a reporter. Yeah. Dude, can you imagine if somebody did that in 2022? No. Absolutely wild. The Celtics feel like he's suspended for a year. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do another call. Hey, this is just more on that Trey Lance call, but I mean, just everything I've heard is that he's just wildly talented, but also not. Did we play this last episode? I don't know. Let me, let me play the first one. What is up, guys? This is Tyler from Minnesota. Uh, I'm just going to call myself TK going forward because that's all my friends call me. But anyways, was just trying to get your guys' two cents on this Trey Lance injury situation. Um, if you guys think he might just become like a cast-off or career backup or even just out of the league just due to unfortunate situation and circumstances, I mean, the guy – didn't play his senior year at North Dakota state due to COVID. And then you can't just come into a FCS into the NFL at the quarterback position, especially and just be good. And it's going to be going into year three, not really have played football for like four years, like consistently. And that's around the time they're going to have to make a decision on his contract and what they're going to do going forward. And I just think like, People are so impatient with QBs now, and next thing you know, he's just out of the league and was just trying to see if that's what you guys think is going to happen to him. Uh, stay dirty. I don't think he'll be out of the league no matter what he does next year. I think the Niners, seeing what they have with Jimmy Garoppolo, I think he's going to get an opportunity to play again. He's 22 for the record. I think, the, I think the opposite. Yeah. And again, I think, the, I think the story and I, maybe we didn't make enough about it last episode is like, this is what we're saying about quarterbacks. Stop doing this to these guys. Never should have been put in that position. You can't cast the guy off. Cause you're a shitty coach. Well, but, we, neither of us think Shanahan's a shitty coach, but. Well, I think if you put your quarterback in a position to get hurt, you're a shitty coach. So you think Shanahan's a shitty coach? In some regards, there's a blind spot. Bro, if you can't win without running your quarterback up the middle in week fucking two against the fucking Bears or whoever the fuck they were playing, who are they playing? Seahawks? The Seahawks! If you can't scheme for the Seahawks after playing in the NFC Championship game last year in a way that doesn't put your fucking quarterback at risk, you got shitty coach tendencies. And I got to add to that about, dude, you got to stop running Josh Allen. I don't know how many times we're going to say it, guys. They, they they run Josh Allen way too. Like Ken Dorsey, you, you know how you're going crazy yesterday in the video when they lose the game, he went ape shit in the, in the box. Dude, you should go eight. You, you should, that's me. That's me watching Josh Allen run. Stop running your quarterback. I think that the, we go back to the Niners. I think the Niners will give him another opportunity next year. If he doesn't perform next year, sure, they're probably not going to 
you know, give him a big extension, but I think he's talented enough where he's not going to immediately be out of the league. Jameis Winston's in year fucking eight. What are we talking about? Yeah, he's not going to be out of the league. Like I said, he just turned 22 in May. I see his point about him not playing, though. I wasn't aware of that. Or I, yeah. forgot, I forgot that. Yeah, he really hasn't played a full season since 2019. Right. Yeah, I don't know. All right, Joe, let's wrap this bad boy up. I got All grass, right. I got grass to cut. I got I got to go try to find some white Giants gear for this whiteout. You can follow me on all social media at Joe Prano, specifically Instagram, where I'll be posting all my shows for coming up this week. Three at the stand on Thursday. Uh, keep your eye on Joe Prano, at Joe Prano on Instagram. More shows will be added at other venues this weekend. I know people have been asking me a lot. Stay at Joe Prano on Instagram, uh, at Joe Prano on TikTok, at Joe Prano on everything. I've been adding, I've been putting Facebook reels up on my fan page. So I guess go there too. Uh, shout out to the dirt balls. I did cameos for this weekend. Uh, happy birthday to G. I did your, uh, I did your cameo yesterday, but also just want to shout you out. Um, in addition, happy 26 G and, um, yeah. JoePano.com for shows. You guys can follow us on all social at the dirty sports, including, TikTok where I make my quick little debut. Joe's got me in. Yeah. Uh you can follow me at Andy Ruther. Andy Ruther Curse was defeated this week. I also didn't announce it. I, you know, I'm still I still live tweeting from Gold Star during the Bengals games. I didn't announce it Great. and they didn't push it. So maybe that's that's the key. Yeah. Let lay low a little. And the team wins. Everybody gets chilly. So that's the deal, by the way, if you're local. So if the Bengals win the next, the next day, every three, four, or five way is a buy one, get one free. Well, hopefully you're eating free chili on Friday after a Thursday night game. One thing's for sure, Randy Ruther, if Eli Manning was your quarterback on Thursday, yeah, free chili fucking free chili Fridays. Oh, ever. Ever. <laughs> Come at Chad Bowers. Oh my goodness! We got we got we got a little little thing brewing here with Randy Ruther. I can't wait for Randy Ruther and Maddie Goldberg to join forces. It's gonna be like a it's gonna be like a Avengers Civil War or something like that. Special needs Civil War. <laughs> Don't. Justin's like, my legs don't work. I'm so drunk. Maddie's like, my legs don't work because I had a brain injury. How are we going to do this? <laughs> Maddie's like, my arms don't work because I had brain injury. Just like, my legs don't work. Maybe we should cut ourselves in half and <laughs> sew us together. Be one human being. Oh, man. Too funny. All right, guys. You guys have a great week. We'll be back on Thursday. Thanks for the support. And as always, stay dirty. <laughs>